Hello, my super scary listeners. Welcome back to the Super Scary Podcast, where we cover everything from the supernatural to the super powered. I am your UAP, your undeniably amazing podcaster. And joining me today is my UFO, my unique friend with opinions, Kelsey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, Kelsey. How's it going? Hello, hello. Long time no see, right? I know. After having dinner together. I know. We literally saw each other five minutes ago because we live together. <laughs> <laughs> even though we're in the same house um we're recording in separate rooms because we couldn't figure out how to get uh well i'm sure my mic could probably record us both at the same time but i want us crystal clear Correct. for this episode i don't blame you at all <laughs> So um, I know Kelsey hates hearing her own voice, but thankfully she's not the one editing the podcast or else she'll just probably hit delete on her own audio. <laughs> but it is okay. It'll, uh, it's, it's all good. So today we are reviewing the movie Nope from Jordan Peele. And uh, Kelsey, it, you are a fan of Jordan Peele movies, correct? Yeah, actually, like I was, super excited to go see this movie because um, Jordan Peele I mean I feel like we've kind of grown up watching um, the Key and Peele like clips and stuff and his last I mean two of the greatest movies I think I've seen are Get Out and Us you know they just have like really good plots where you're like kind of wondering what's going on and it kind of ties together at the end and so I was super super excited to see this movie so I had great hopes for it <laughs> And what did we think? <laughs> initial, what are your initial thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I just super disappointed. I don't know. I I was really excited. I I mean, I think we went and saw it in theaters like a day or two after it came out. You know, I I took my boyfriend and we were like, let's go, let's go watch this movie. I'm so excited. I'm actually not sure if he's seen Get Out or Us before. Um, so I don't know if he kind of went in with the same expectations that I had. But the entire time I was just kind of like, it just felt like a flop to me. So I was actually really surprised that it was rated so well on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I think it's like in the high 80s, if I remember yeah. correctly, on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. It just wasn't for you. It was a note for me, yeah. <laughs> That's actually the name of this episode. It's a note hey. for me, dog. It's, hey! Yeah, yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> That's it. That's a tweet. Yeah, so I, I've seen Us before. Mm -hmm. And that was really good. I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen Get Out yet. It's one of those movies that it's like on my list, but I just never like see it on streaming or anything. So it's not like, you know, readily accessible at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, unless if I don't know which platform it's on, which is very, no, probably very I true. Think, but so to explain how much we actually liked those movies, my sister purchased them, like on Apple, whatever and bought it for like $25. So we have each of the movies. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, on um, on streaming devices because she just likes them so much. And so she she watches them all the time. Yeah, and and they, from what I understand, they both have really good watch, like rewatchability. Like you want to go back yeah. to those like over and over again. Um, yeah, that's the way I felt about us. Um, Us is kind of more of a slasher film, I'd say. And then yeah. Get Out is a little more psychological from what I understand, 
Would you agree yeah, with that? I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. And I thought both of them, they just like, they kept you intrigued the entire time. Right. You know? And so I think, I think that's really important for any movie. You know, I really like thrillers. I really like scary things. Like I like scary parts that are like having me confused and then something comes out of nowhere and just surprises you. Like I, I like that. And so that's what I look for in a movie. And so I just really felt like, I mean, I think there's only one specific part in Nope that I was even kind of like scared during, or I just felt a little creeped out about, but the rest of the right. time, I just kind of felt like, I was like, I don't know where this is going, but I do have to say, like, I watched it again, just to kind of refresh for like talking in our podcast. And I did pick up on some things that I missed the first time, but they weren't really like the scary aspect that I was looking for. It was just more like, oh, I can see how they tied this into that. And so he did maybe a little better job than I thought the first time around, um, kind of tying things together. But still, I mean, I don't think I would want to watch it again. Like, I would have, I only watched it again for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's the way it was for me with uh, two other movies on Peacock, uh, Halloween Ends and They Slash Them. It's like, I hated them so much, but I mm-hmm. had to rewatch them for the podcast. And I'm like, just uh, to remember, yeah, uh, just like, to like, like remember, yeah, kind of going off of your, um, point about like your favorite like type of scary movies you know what's your horror history like do you what movies did you watch growing up and what are your favorites like what are your go-tos I don't know growing up I mean I like I feel like you're like classic scary movies like I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. the Saw saga like that was really good to me um, I remember going and seeing like Cloverfield one of the first nights. Like I kind of like jumpy, scary things. Now I I would say I feel like I don't normally like gory type movies. So it's all kind of like I don't know, kind of goes against that. But um, I like things that make me think. I guess would be the biggest thing. Like some movies where it's just, like every turn something jumps out at you and scares you, but doesn't really have much of a plot. It's not very exciting. I kind of like to be like a little bit confused during it have some scary parts and then at the end like it all just kind of comes together and makes sense and you're like oh crap I didn't see that coming like yeah yeah. and that makes that tracks with what you're saying about the Jordan Peele movies that you're you know us was very much like that where you're like Mm -hmm. what in the literal fuck is happening (laughs) and and then um you know it all kind of ties together at the Mm -hmm. end so you know you saying all of that and and Saul has some of that too especially Mm -hmm. the first one um we talked about it on our episode with Paige that it's you know, you don't really know what's happening and it's kind of like all spliced together. Like you're kind of jumping around in time until it all kind of comes together at the end. So yeah, this is a uh, super scary spoiler alert. I know that I'm very bad at saying spoiler alert, but we're probably going to get into some plot points of this movie that will spoil it for you. So (laughs) if you haven't seen this movie, take a moment, go watch it. It's about what, like almost two hours, right? Like it an is, hour, yeah. Hours. Well, the the runtime it says two hours and ten minutes, but obviously credits at the end. So, yeah, yeah. So it's a little over two. So, um, yeah, go take two hours, watch the movie on Peacock if you have it, or rent it, whatever, and then come back and listen to us talk about it. You said you didn't really care for this movie. Is there a specific reason, or is it just that it kind of diverts from the other, from you know, what Get Out and Us kind of brought to the table? 
Yeah. I don't know. Like the first time I watched it, I thought that it was just a bad movie. And like I said, when I watched it the second time, I did pick up on a couple of things that tied together. And I don't think it's like, at first I was like, well, maybe it's because I don't like aliens. But like, I don't, I don't like care about watching aliens. Like I would watch aliens if it was like exciting. And like, I, I can't remember what, I think there is a, um, I wanted to say it was American Horror Story. Isn't there an American Horror Story where they're like in an asylum and there are aliens or something? Yeah, that was uh, season season two, I believe, was Asylum, and they had a little bit of alien abduction stuff going on. And I thought that was yeah. pretty interesting. So it's not necessarily like that is what like turns me off of about this movie, and it's not like the farm or the cowboy aspect of it. I just feel like it dragged. Like it did not need to be two hours long for the the thing that they want, like the point that they wanted to get across. Um, so I just felt like there were very slow moments in it where just things were not moving. And so you're just sitting there like, okay, like I would have had no problems. I'd watch this at home the first time, just pausing it and like going and get a snack. Like it just didn't like keep you engaged, I guess I would say. Yeah. And, and for you to go watch it in the movies too, you're expecting like, you know, when you go to yeah. the movies, you're expecting like a grand spectacle of sorts. Yeah. yeah like yeah, you're... And and I could see why going to the theaters and watching this movie specifically, you're kind of like, like, mm. did this really need to be in the theaters? Like, it probably could have yeah. been a streaming service release. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I think I think a lot of that has to do with the main character, OJ. He doesn't mm-hmm. actually do a lot of talking. If you ever pay attention to his character throughout um, the actual movie, they right. focus on him a lot and some of his stuff is like just body language or like I don't know just body language and stuff but he doesn't actually have much dialogue and so I feel like during his parts it really did drag and I feel like they were trying to pick more up on like you're kind of reading how he's feeling and you're trying to see how he's feeling and it just wasn't it just wasn't like portrayed the way I think they wanted it to be and they dragged those parts out if that makes sense. Yeah. And when I was watching this, I, I was writing um, in my notes that like, he really isn't a likable character at first. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah. and I think, I think that's on purpose. But to go through this entire almost two hour movie with him as like the focal point, you're kind of like, it, like you said, it kind of drags on a little bit. And there are times where I'm like, is anything going to happen? Are we going to see the yeah. alien? Are we going to figure out what's going on yeah and then but then with kiki palmer's character she's kind of the exact opposite and i really liked her portrayal i mean it it is very much like her in real life (laughs) pretty much Mm -hmm. and and i feel like uh jordan peele did write this character with her in mind because I think if anybody else played this particular character might not uh, well maybe there's some other actresses that could have pulled it off but you know it's very much like a kiki palmer-esque yeah personality she she seemed very like genuine and um, yeah upbeat and just yeah like i i thought that they they picked a pretty good person for her um and she is she is the complete opposite of her brother and i feel like that's kind of like in the beginning i felt like they really weren't getting along and they butt heads but kind of towards the end like especially with the ending where you kind of transform from not liking him as much to liking him more because he does kind of sacrifice himself for um her for her at the end which right. he lives through that but i feel like they they're butting heads but what kind of brings them together in this time is this 
alien creature. And you really, you do see like their relationship kind of develop, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I, and I think on the second rewatch, which you might agree with, I felt like I enjoyed watching that journey a little bit more. And I think for both of us, probably we went into it with a different expectation that maybe it'd be a little more fast paced because I feel like uh, speaking on my experience of watching us, us was a lot more fast paced. You kind of get some answers and you're kind of like led along, like you're, you're kind of figuring out like a lot faster what's going on. It's not necessarily dragging out like this one did. And I felt like there were certain points like with, um, you know, the whole uh, kind of flashbacks to Gordy and um, the TV show and everything. It, it didn't, it, it doesn't hit you that it's related to the plot of the story. <laughs> like you, mm-hmm. like you almost have to watch it again to really be like, oh, okay, this is a commentary on treatment of animals in Hollywood and, or treatment in, of animals in general, just to respect animals, respect their space. And, but you don't really get that at first. You're kind of like, why the fuck are we flashing back to this? What, like, cause I was expecting kind of whatever sparked Gordy's outburst at the recording to be related. I definitely felt that same way too. And I was a little confused, I think the first time that I um, watched it, but I definitely picked up more of that the second time. Um, The other thing that I do have to say is the second time I watched it, I watched it with subtitles on and I picked up a lot of commentary and things that were happening in the background that I don't remember hearing in the movie the first time. Um, and oh. like, so I thought that was kind of interesting too. Cause I was thinking about like, well, what other movies have I seen that I just like didn't hear? Like people are talking in the background. I'm not really paying attention to their words because I'm focusing on whatever's happening to the main character. And so specifically at the end when she's taking um, the pictures of the creature eating the balloon that floats up, um, you know, she's taking all those pictures and then a, a rush of reporters and TV producer people come in um and their commentary I totally missed the first time and so they were talking about like oh we just got here um this alien thing like they actually saw the saucer come up and were trying to explain like all of that and I had totally missed that the first time I watched it because you can't really hear it that well yeah yeah I agree there was a lot of moments where I'm kind of like what and I, mm-hmm. I and luckily I watched on Peacock that I could kind of rewind it a little bit. And then I was like, oh, okay, that like this makes more sense now. And then re-watching it, I was kind of expecting it. So I was like, okay, let me listen a little closer and hear what's going on. So um that specific moment that you just referenced was um, you know, one of those moments that I missed as well. Like mm-hmm. I knew the reporters had to come because you kind of see like a quick glimpse of them rolling up. Um, but yeah, yeah, you don't really hear like what they're saying, but no. And I um, like, even, even when that was playing with the subtitles on, I could not hear them saying literally any of those words, but you could, you could read them. Right. And so I was just like, wow, like they actually saw what was happening. They saw what happened. They just didn't catch it on film. And, you know, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. 
Yeah. And um, I don't know if you saw the announcement for this movie when they posted it on Instagram, but um, I remember seeing the kind of movie poster teasing it and it was like the cloud and you kind of assume that it's an alien abduction type movie. And it's like mm -hmm. over, it's over Jupiter's claim, but it looks like just a regular town. So you're just thinking like, oh, this alien creature, judging from the poster um, is gonna like suck up the town. Town people, yeah. Yeah, which it kind of does in a way, but you know, you're, I, I think for me, I thought it was like, we were actually gonna see aliens come down from a ship. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe and like, instead, like, yeah. Instead you saw like a claustrophobic like play place when the people yeah. were like, <laughs> I was like, what? Like, that's what it kind of reminded me of when like, you know, when you were little and you went to go bonkers or whatever and you're in all the tunnels and you're running around with the kids. Like, it was kind of like that, but like maybe a little more squishy and super claustrophobic. Like, it mm. just was very different than anything I thought of. But I will say, I didn't realize like that, you see that probably towards the middle, maybe the second half of the actual movie. Do you see the inside of the creature Space ship thing, um, but they show it in the beginning when they're like putting people's names up and stuff in the end. Yeah. Um, and so you don't really pay attention to like what's going on in the background, but watching that the second time, then I kind of picked that up too. Yeah, I, I realized that at the end because I think there was like some sort of shot like right before the credits that had that from mm -hmm. like kind of tying back to the beginning and I was like oh that was the inside of the freaking alien yeah. um <laughs> like oh that makes sense. like yeah. oh okay that makes sense now yeah I I have to agree with you I couldn't figure out what to compare the kind of digestive thing that we see what to compare to but a play place is like the perfect explanation that for that 100 yeah that's what I thought of I was like oh that's yeah Taking oh me back. my god, yeah. I will say a really cool shot is right after the alien sucks up those people from Jupiter's claim. Um, and the alien basically just like rains blood over the house. Yeah, that part was really strange. And at first I didn't realize, so when they're in the home and it's pouring outside, and the saucer, as they call it, kind of came over the house, you could see that the rain was no longer on the porch. And so that's how she realized that they were even on top of them in the first place, because it was preventing all of the rain from hitting the house. And so it got very quiet. And then all of a sudden, it started like spitting out those coins and, and keys and all of the junk and then obviously blood everywhere. That was probably one of the scarier moments. It wasn't scary. It was more like gory, kind of creepy, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that part was kind of interesting. I thought that I kind of wish they had done more with that. I don't know what I would have expected, but. Yeah. And it, and it's kind of at that point that I realized like, oh, that's where all the coins and stuff came from to kill OJ and um, Emerald's OJ's... dad yeah. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. OJ senior, yeah. I guess. <sighs> like, for me, I didn't really understand like how they were going to explain how this nickel specifically came at just the right angle to to kill OJ Sr. And then 
they also say that for so six months go by after the dad is killed and they're saying that this weird phenomenon is happening at this very specific time or maybe they don't say it's at a specific time but it, it it's implied that for the last six months the flying saucer is causing like the electrical dropouts or whatever or the blackouts right. So I'm confused as to why six months after all this is happening that now OJ is all of a sudden interested in it or starts noticing it. I mean, I know grief can be kind of like a weird thing, but that's something that I would notice right away. Like, oh, I'm losing time at this. I'm, I'm losing electricity at this exact time. Yeah, you know. I'm not sure if it's something that maybe they didn't notice, but I think it was more of because he started. Well, I guess the way I took it was that it's six months later and they can no longer keep up the ranch. So that's why he's starting to sell all of the horses off. Uh, and so I think that's kind of how it ties in. But that's not really something, it's not really something that I had thought of before this conversation now, I guess. But that's in my mind. That's how I had interpreted it when it's like, yeah, it's down the road a little bit. But but I, I guess I just assumed it kind of started because he was selling the horses. And obviously, Jupe is sacrificing the horses every Friday at 5 p.m. or whatever time it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess I was just I, I guess I was just confused as to the timeline of it, because Jupe specifically says that it's been going on for six months. So mm -hmm. So I, which I guess makes sense if OJ immediately started selling the horses right after the dad's death. So right. I guess that make, I that guess that make makes sense. sense. The last six months, but why didn't OJ notice? I don't know. But it does sound like he's at that house by himself a lot. So it might just be, I don't know, it was dark when it happened. But I did, I did think, you know, like you were talking about the nickel coming down and, and landing right in the exact spot to kill, um, Pops, I guess is what they, they called him in the, in the movie. But that, that point like brought up to me, like towards the end when they're talking about like looking at it, you know, if you look at it, it comes for you. That means that he was looking straight up from that horse when it came down and hit him in the eye to kill him. Oh. So he was like looking up at it when it, when it. Got it. Which I know is dropping like everywhere, but everyone else seemed to be okay. Um, who wasn't staring directly at this guy. Yeah. I guess that would make sense now that I'm kind of thinking about it. I, I guess I would have to just watch that beginning part again just to see, like, what the father was doing. But if I remember correctly, I guess he was looking up, like, kind of, like, what the fuck's happening and probably yeah. saw it. And then that's... Yeah. And you yeah. don't see a whole lot of that going on because they're following OJ's character back up to the house when that happened. They're not yeah. really paying attention to Pops, but the gate's open. So then, um, you know, obviously the creature goes by, drops all of the coins, Pops passes away, and the horse kind of like walks out of the fence, out of the gate. Right. Goes, and he's gone. Yeah, that's strange. I, I, guess, uh, I guess I didn't really notice or think about that. Okay. So that's, well. that's like one of those things that I picked up, you know, the second time watching it yeah um another thing that i actually thought was pretty interesting i don't know if it's going off track but in the kind of beginning of emerald and oj's relationship kind of coming back together when they're at the house and they're listening to music and um i think they're smoking weed or something she's talking about the horses and i think she sees a picture of 
um, jean jacket. Uh, and yeah. jean jacket is um, the horse that she was supposed to train. But at the last minute or whatever, her dad said, they took it away from her and was like, you're not going to train it. OJ and I are going to train it so that he could be on a Western, which I think OJ corrects her and it wasn't actually a Western and they didn't end up using him anyway. But in that. Oh, it was for the, the Scorpion King. That's what yes, yeah, that's right. before. <laughs> <laughs> <But he didn't, laughs> I thought that I thought that was a good touch. I like that. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but in one of the flashbacks, she's looking out the window, which is where she's standing like in current time. She's looking out the window as a little girl and he kind of makes the two finger motion at her mm-hmm. when he stole jean jacket from her. And then at the end, they end up naming the ship thing, jean jacket. Right. And at the end, whenever it's chasing her on the motorcycle, he ends up stealing it by like attracting it by whistling and yelling on the horse. And when she looks up at him, he gives the same little finger thing which i thought was really cute it's like when he stole the first jean jacket he you know watching you whatever Um, right and then he did it at the end too which i i that was something that i picked up the second time i didn't notice that the first time i was like okay whatever um (laughs) can this movie please be over like Like, i'm ready to go Um, but yeah i mean there were subtle there were just some subtle things that i saw um, that I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting watching it the second time, but the length of it and everything, I don't think that I would say, like, I would want to have invested so much time into seeing it again, at least not like willingly. Yeah. So. And I think there's, I think there's certain moments that they probably could have cut down on, um, specifically, you know, the, the geek squad knockoff, um, <laughs> angel, like come into the house and, um, you know, uh, uh, he was like installing all the cameras and like that scene seemed to take a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're just installing cameras. Like I know they're kind of establishing his relationship to the yeah. siblings, but I was like, I was like, what, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like he's supposed to be like, kind of like the comedy piece of it because he comes and he's like reminiscing about his beautiful girlfriend. I just broke up with him. And so he really doesn't have anything better to do than to set up these cameras, which kind of leads him to watching them in the first place and alerting right. them whenever there's a bug on it and all of that stuff. Um, so his character is funny, but he doesn't, he's just not as significant as they they led him up to be because that did that took a lot of time and then i feel like whenever they started actually consistently seeing the creature how they came to their conclusions about like oh you just don't look at it that all of that seemed very rushed and quick and it was just like all of a sudden oj was like oh you don't look at it and it's fine like it doesn't come for you because he he related that to the horse scene in the beginning when the horse is spooked on set because it like sees itself or whatever in the flash um right but yeah i definitely feel like their focal point was a little off with some of the things and they didn't make some things like as prominent as i feel like they could have yeah on the on the first watch i i just kind of watched it just as is and like i went into it knowing that you didn't really like it so i was like (laughs) 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 um but i 
I knew that it was going to be something different from the other two. And uh, Jordan Peele also produced the Candyman remake. So he's kind of established, you know, at least in the slasher genre, maybe even like a little bit of the psychological portion of horror. Like he's kind of submitted or like cemented his place, sorry, in that. But then he kind of dips his toe into like alien invasion, alien, well, not really alien abduction necessarily, kind of a little bit, but it's with a few hits, you're bound to get a miss once in a yeah. while. So, you know, it's, I, I think for us, we're going into it with an expectation of like, okay, these were amazing. This is a precedent that he's set. And then now, this comes along and we're like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but now thinking about that, if it had just been someone random or just another movie that's released, or even if it was released on Netflix, just to stream right off the bat, do you think it would have been something that you were like, oh, this is good? Or do you think you would have been like, oh, that just doesn't hit the mark? That's a good question. Um, again, I don't like if it, if it was, the same like actors, characters, like all of that, I think I still would have felt the same specifically about OJ's character where I'm just kind of like, oh, he's not necessarily the most likable character. And mm -hmm. do I really want to sit there for two hours and kind of follow his journey? Because you want someone like captivating to like keep you moving, you know? And I yeah. and I don't think it's and I don't think it's necessarily the actor's fault because like I've seen him in other stuff and he's great, but I, th I think it was just, I and think it's just the character specifically is yeah. just not my favorite. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the main reasons though, I, I mean, I think that Jordan um, being the producer of this movie really brought it up in views and in ratings because it's him and who he is. Because I think that if it had been released like differently, I don't think it would have gotten the views like right. it did, or even the rating, because I think people are kind of looking past it and they're like, oh, well, Jordan Peele is amazing, so he's got to be making amazing things, so this is obviously pretty good, like, I think they're just kind of looking past that, and so I think he played a bigger role in the, um, like, how well the movie right. did in the first place, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you attach John Carpenter, Wes Craven, like you attach those types of names to any type of movie, you know, then people will go to it because there's an expectation to that. So I think he's kind of a modern day, you know, John Carpenter, Wes Craven, what what have you to kind mm -hmm. of, you know, people are like, okay, we're going to go watch this. And yeah. um, but it was totally me. I didn't, I didn't even yeah. really know much about it when I went. I was like, oh, another Jordan Peele movie? Find me up. I'm there. Yeah, yeah. give me your money, you know? Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a yeah. bunch of money for me to sit and watch this two-hour movie. Yeah. But um, one thing I do like about this movie and every Jordan Peele movie is that, you know, it's written by a person of color and he's hiring people of color to play his characters and be the main focal points. And I think that's kind of missing in horror a lot. So I like that there's that aspect. And yeah. 
you know, so, I, and I enjoyed seeing Kiki Palmer on my screen, like I always do. Yeah. And so, um, you know, she, like, I feel like she's had kind of a resurgence in the last like two years with like kind of those viral moments and, um, you know, just, just her being her, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, um, you know, she actually does have kind of a history in horror, if you will, uh, because she was on the Scream Queens show, which have you ever watched that? I think no. I showed you, I, I think I showed you the one or two of the episodes. It's the one with Emma Roberts and she gets up in the bed and she's like, good morning, sluts. I don't know. I'm not sure. I swear. Okay, well, that's on our watch list. Yeah, so, so, yeah. <laughs> so we can stop wasting time spending two hours watching Nope. <laughs> and spend two hours watching Emma Roberts be a bitch. Um, <laughs> classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic, classic. Good. Um, but yeah, Kiki Palmer is in both seasons of Scream Queens, and um, it's kind of a cult classic show. The second season's <laughs> terrible but the first season is like chef's kiss you know it's like oh yeah yeah it's like her emma roberts um uh carrie fisher's daughter i can't remember her name off the top of my head uh jamie lee curtis which we love jamie lee curtis on the pod mm -hmm. um yeah and um yeah so so she has kind of a history in it and i the kind of you know, money shot, if you will, of this movie is when um, she's kind of like flying up in the air from the uh, alien, like destroying her little like hideout with the cameras and stuff. And he destroys it. And then she kind of like flies up in the air. Like you see that in the trailer. So I was expecting something like really cool to be happening during that shot. But then it was just kind um, of that shot and done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That whole part was a little anti-climatic, even with um, Angel, the tech guy's part. Yeah. Because um, the the older gentleman, I think they called him Antler. He was the photographer who was using actually like a film um, recorder there in order to try to capture it, even though the electricity is down. Um, he just kind of has like a random epiphany and yeah. like, leaves. And he's just like, we don't deserve the impossible. And he goes and he like sacrifices himself by staring right at it, which just kind of leads to a series of events of it coming back for everyone. Um, and so there's a part in there where Angel like falls down and he's like tied up in a, like a tarp and there's some barbed wire fence there. And so he tries to like tie himself together and he's obviously like hurting himself with his barbed wire. Um, and the uh, like saucer pulls him up into the air and like starts ripping the fence out as he's pulling it, but obviously gives up eventually because Angel ends up falling back down um, and not making it up into the saucer. And I think that's when it moved on um, to the others. But I was just like, what even just happened just now? Like, I feel like they tried to make it exciting, but it just kind of flopped. Yeah, and I think I think it was like the, the story itself and kind of like what you were just saying with Antler having that epiphany, it's like, it just like again with OJ's realization of don't look at don't the look alien at directly, it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and you're like, yeah. How yeah. did we Where get did here? Like, thought? not yeah. like, yeah, it's not like a linear, no. And sometimes I, they did relate stuff back to other things, but like 
even him having the flashback of like the horse looking at itself. I think they were trying to tie it into how to treat animals. Like we were kind of talking about that in the beginning, right. whereas um, Jupe definitely saw it as like, you have to train them. And so he was trying to train it every Friday at five. And when it came early, then it threw him off. But he was like, okay, I guess we're going to do it. And he tried to give him the horse. And oddly enough, the horse is the only thing that was still left at the end of that encounter. They, it, that's the time when it sucked up all of the people. And right. Lucky was still there in the game. But yeah, I definitely feel like that's where they were trying to tie in how to treat animals. And so it was more of like, you kind of have to respect them. But I think at one point, when they're like having their brainstorming moment on what they're going to do to capture it. And they were like, we know we have a couple of days before it comes back. One of them makes a comment about Jupe and was like, Jupe was trying to tame it, but you don't tame the animal. You like make an agreement with it. And then there was no agreement. Like nothing, none of that led up to an agreement with the animal where it's like, yeah so um, that was very confusing and just like i feel like poorly executed in terms of like explaining the treatment of animals like they were trying yeah and and like you said there really wasn't an agreement with the alien like is the like i know they kind of kill it in the end but like what was their plan if they didn't kill it with that balloon yeah she didn't know she was gonna do that yeah she didn't know she was gonna kill it so So it's like, what agreement were you going to make or like give mm-hmm. a, a a portion of the profits from Oprah like to <laughs> to the alien? Like, let me capture you on film <laughs> so I can send you some profits from the pictures. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like that was like they were trying they were trying with the brainstorm, but then they did not execute that at all. It would have been different if they had just been like, he was trying to tame it, and you can't tame it. That would have been different. But they were like, yeah. They were like, yeah, you're trying to tame it. You can't tame it. You have to make an agreement with it. And it's like, all right, well, what are you going to go say? Like, all right, I'll give you a horse every Friday if you leave me alone the rest of the week. Like, here's the agreement. What do you want from me? Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was just, what is so confusing? Yeah. So strange. Yeah. Like, what is so confusing about that? Like, like <laughs> find the papers. It's so real. <laughs> So um, we are going to do a quick new segment on the podcast. It's our first time oh, doing it. Okay, Ooh. okay. Hey, okay. Happy. Here we go. Um, right, it's I'm called, <laughs> don't worry. I know it's your first time, but it'll be okay. <laughs> okay, I'll trust you. All right. <laughs> Well, it is called Super Scary Scenario. Um, It's a new segment on the pod uh, where we would contemplate how we would deal with the situation our characters are in. So if you saw a... If you saw a potential UFO in the sky, would you investigate and spend uh, lots of money from Geek Squad to get equipment set up for the overshot? Or would you just... um, you know, just move away. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Me personally, it really wasn't messing with them yet. At that point when they started with the cameras, it really wasn't like messing with them a whole lot. It just came near and it shut down the power for a little bit. I would have hidden in my basement. And if it escalated, then I would have moved. 
And I think at one point Kiki um, is trying to get out of the house when her and Angel were there after it leaked all over yeah. the house everywhere. Um, and she's like, I just need to get out of this house. And I was like, yeah, girl, like I, I feel you get out of that house. There's something wrong with that land. Like move yeah. to California, <laughs> go wherever you need to go. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's no, like, she's sure. like, I got a, I got a cute little slam piece down the street. Like, let's just go there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I would stick around either. I like maybe the first night, like I see it like in the sky, like far away, like, Oh, let me, let me get on my phone and try to do it. But anytime I try to take a picture of like the moon, the sun, <laughs> it doesn't work. So yeah. like, probably I feel like that would have worked. Author. Yeah. 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 So I probably would have attempted the first night. And then if I saw it come back again, then I'd be mm -hmm. like, okay, we got to move like there is, yeah. or, or at least go on a vacation, you come back, see if it dad. went away. Yeah. We'd be calling our, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. Um, we're leaving Texas. We're coming back to Pennsylvania. Like <laughs> we, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh man. Goodness. And yeah, it's, no, and for it's sure not. Yeah, and it's not a paranormal movie, so in theory, the alien would not follow us to the next house. So, <laughs> correct, correct. He he thought the house was his, is what Kiki said at one point. Um, so just give it to him; he can have it. It's fine. Yeah, we don't need it anyway. We've almost sold all of our horses. You can have yeah, that. Like, not a big deal. Have at yeah. it. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, and that and that's the the whole root of why they're doing this is that they're doing it for money. So it's like, and and then they get the shot, but then it seems as though they don't take the shot. Like I feel like none of the reporters, uh, like it seemed like they had just gotten there and maybe caught the tail end of it, but didn't have. Mm -hmm. Nobody actually got the shot. Right, but it seems like Kiki is so defeated by the fact that all the reporters are there that she doesn't take the shot with her. <laughs> so like one of them would find it and be like, here you go. It's like all over. Uh, the yeah. I think that she, I like towards the end there, I felt like she was just exhausted with like a lot happened right there. And she's like having to hand crank that thing for the photos, which she only knows that takes photos because she accidentally photobombed some people right. in the well camera. Um, right. So I guess I felt like she was probably feeling like more exhausted. They were still on the other side of the gate when they got there. And so I think it was more like it was trying to give us the anticipation. We're like, oh, because the whole time we're going like, did she get it? Did she get it? Because we haven't seen it yet. And then it pops out behind her and voila, she got the shot. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure what she actually did after that. But yeah. yeah. Well, so. would you want would you want to see a sequel to kind of see what happens? Like they go on uh, Oprah. They... Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. That would be like, the title of the next movie. Like, yeah, no, no, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the title does it all. I really feel like this is one of those movies where the title just yeah i don't even know how i would necessarily like it's it's not that i strongly dislike this movie i think it's just more so 
again, kind of what we were saying, it wasn't like what we expected from Jordan mm -hmm. Peele. So it's like with the name attached to it and even like with something like Halloween and like those other movies that we've talked about last season where I was kind of like, this is not what I expected. <laughs> you know, there's like a sort mm -hmm. of expectation that comes with Jordan Peele movies. And like this movie made me think, but not like in the way that the others have done. It's like making you think like, how is this all connected? Yeah. But not in a, not in a good way. Yeah. Who like, of this? This? like who? <laughs> yeah. Like why, why was this a decision? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I don't think that I would have thought about it as hard as I did if I wasn't, if I wasn't going to talk about it. Right, right. You know, it's the first time I watched it, I left the theater and I was just kind of like, Ugh. but like I said, second time I picked up on a couple of new things, saw how a couple of things tied together and try, maybe I'm trying a little bit more to connect the dots right. in anticipation to talk about it. So I think that's different too, because I don't think your average viewer is thinking that way. I don't think not many people are going to the movie theaters with that like mindset of like, I'm going to actually pay attention to all of these things that are happening and try to make connections with things um, that might make this movie better. Like, I don't think that's right. a common thing. Right. Yeah. And I think another thing that's kind of a hindrance to this movie is that I, I believe it's PG-13 rated. So... Mm -hmm. So with horror movies, I like I have a love-hate relationship with like PG-13 <laughs> rating because sometimes it can be really good. Um, you know, the new Megan movie is PG-13, so it's not like oh, super yeah. gory, but but like apparently it's really good. It has like a 93% um rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So which is more than the new Avatar movie, by the way. Avatar, the oh, new wow. Avatar movie is like eighty-eight percent. So it's like it's mm. weird how like movies like that. You know, obviously, they're different genres and different expectations and stuff. But you know, and we've covered a couple of PG thirteen movies so far on the podcast, and some of them are good and some of them are terrible. So it's yeah. like it's like really hit or miss. Yeah, and for a PG-13 horror movie, I feel like you really have to play into the tension and anticipation of, like, yeah. yeah, suspenseful and that type of thing. Because something like Insidious, um, I believe that's PG-13, but that, like, that's one of the scariest movies to me. I don't know yeah. if, have you ever seen Insidious? It's been a very long time. yeah. But even that shot of like the freaking um, lipstick demon, I think it's called, like behind mm -hmm. um, the dad. Uh, what's the dad's name? Oh, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. But regardless, that that like lipstick demon behind him, that shot where it's like a jump cut, like a jump shot of mm -hmm. him just kind of like sitting behind him. Like that's one of the scariest horror movie scenes I think I've seen to date. But yeah, this movie didn't have any of that. It didn't really have like any sort of suspensefulness. No, the only part that kind of did, and it was the first time watching it was probably my favorite part, was when um, Jupe's sons mess with OJ in the barn. Yeah. And like mess with the power. Like, so they turn it on, he comes in, he's like, what the hell, why is everything on? 
turns it off and goes to walk away and it turns back on. And then he sees some like alien creatures and like, just like the one that hangs down from the ceiling. I think that like OJ ends up punching like that watching it the first time was creepy to me. And I liked that part because that was like, exciting and like it moved very fast because so much was happening and you're like, Oh my God, what's going on? Like, who is that? What is, what could be causing that? Like, that's probably about the only time that I felt that in that entire movie. The rest of the time I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know where they're going with this. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I thought that that's what, like, my, like I said earlier, my expectation was that we were going to see, like, actual aliens come from the ship. So I yeah, was kind time. of excited. I was like, <laughs> I was like, ooh, like. I was like, ooh, yes, okay, this is interesting, because it looked like a design of an alien that we hadn't seen before, so I was, like, excited, I was like, ooh, yes, the yes, way yes. It stood up. Yeah. yeah, the way it stood up, and then the one, like, hanging upside down, and then, obviously, mm-hmm. it's a prank by Jupe's kids, but, um, yeah, I, so I was, like, kind of disappointed after that, that they didn't really build on that tension, like it that would have was... been kind of cool if um they had left it like that and he didn't know what it was. And so like it happened again and came right. out to see that it was the kids or something, but that would have left us all wondering, like, oh my gosh, what are these creature things? But like that scene is like maybe five minutes long. And by the end of it, like you already know that it was the kids and it was absolutely nothing. And so you're like right. immediately let down. Right. And then I think it's like literally the next scene they go into uh, Jupe uh, kind of trying to entice the creature with um, with Lucky, I think. And they again, they kind of reveal that the kids are in these costumes. Definitely the kids. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So uh, what are your final thoughts about this movie? Do you have um, any? I know I know we kind of like were really critical of it. <laughs> yeah, but... I didn't didn't love it. There were some good parts that I feel like they could have capitalized on a little bit more. Um, just to kind of make it more interesting. But I feel like that's kind of hard, you know, in the moment, you know, that, that scene, you don't know how it's gonna be portrayed or how people are going to take it. And like I said, I just thought that was the one with the aliens, um, the kid aliens. Like I just thought that would had that had a lot more potential. And I feel like they really just let it down um, in a lot of aspects in that movie, not just that scene, but that one specifically. Um, there was a lot of potential to like relate things or like elaborate more on things. And I do, I feel like the first half of the movie was heavily weighed on Angel's character and the tech stuff and just kind of building that relationship and then just was like oh here's how we handle the aliens done and that was it so I feel like they kind of rushed through parts that they um they should have spent a little more time on yeah I would have to agree with that I think uh, the story was kind of lacking in expanding on the points that really should have been expanded on and Mm -hmm. you know maybe cutting down the time of Again, the the part with Angel, and there was a lot of shots of you know like antlers sitting. And I know it's supposed to kind of call back to the theme of treating animals correctly, but he was like sitting at a TV for like a very long time, like mm. watching all of these like weird jump cuts of like different animals and stuff. 
Yeah. And I felt like that wasn't really explained because I feel like if we knew Antler's relationship, that maybe his revelation at the end would have made mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, that's um, actually a good point. So, yeah, I feel like maybe just like character development could have been better. Mm -hmm. I, like, I don't really know how to. Like, you fix don't know what your suggestion issues. would have been to fix Yeah, it? yeah. I'm like, Somehow. I'm like. I'm, Elaborate yeah. more on people. So maybe spend a little more time on Antler and less time on Angel. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. I think character development would have made a big difference in this. Um, in this movie. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was purposeful to kind of leave us thinking, like, oh, like, what did he mean? Like, like probably trying to bring thought-provoking things like us and get out have done mm -hmm. in the past but in this particular context of an alien ab abduction alien evasion type movie it didn't really mesh well yeah 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 whereas something like cloverfield i think you kind of brought up earlier you had seen mm -hmm. cloverfield and and i think that maybe does a, a maybe that's a better example of like a alien invasion movie that kind of makes you think and is kind of like it's like suspenseful and you're like what the fuck is going on but like it's it's the kind that we're i think that we were expecting going into this movie right especially with the trailer making yeah. it seem a little more interesting that it was going to be or that it was right yeah right sure. yeah well, I guess it's two big nopes from us. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's I think it's worth at least one watch just to kind of get yeah, your own you perspective. It. Say that mm -hmm. you watched it. If you're a fan of Jordan Peele, you know, watch it and kind of compare it to your thoughts about the other movies and be like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe other people will think will get the you know thought provoking things that he was going for. He was but for yep. uh, but for us, it's probably a big nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nope for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you so much, Kelsey, for joining me on the podcast. You did amazing, yeah. sweetie. Oh, I made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did so good. It wasn't so bad. Yeah, see? Now you can come back every season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> I might be busy, but... <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, leaving the Zoom call. She's like, oh, I no. I can't guys. hear you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hello? Hello? I think we're breaking up. Oh, God. No, well, but really, it was great to be here, so... Good. Well, th thank you for joining me. I appreciate you so much. And thank you. <laughs> and thank you listeners for joining us this week on Super Scary. Next week, we are covering the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Paige. And let's just say I will need therapy after watching that movie. So make sure you join us next week for my therapy session and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's the delayed bye for me. <laughs>
Hey there, Super Scary listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the Super Scary Podcast this week. This podcast is edited and hosted by me, Josh. Our executive producers are myself and my wonderful husband, Frank. You can enjoy new episodes of Super Scary every Monday, wherever you enjoy your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate you giving us a review and subscribing on your favorite platform so you get notified when the new episodes drop. If you enjoy our content, please join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Super Scary Podcast. You can also email us at superscarypodcast at gmail.com if you have movie review suggestions for the upcoming seasons. See you next Monday for the new episode. Bye-bye!